I added one more podcast to the giant podcast bin. Now you have plucked that podcast out and started listening. I took my microphone and found some human folk. Then I recorded all the noises while we spoke. My name is Adam Buxton. I'm a man. I want you to enjoy this. That's the plan. Ho, ho, ho. Hey, hey, hey. How you doing, podcats? It's Adam Buxton here. I am joining you for a festive country walk with my best little helper, Rosie Buxton. How you doing, Rosie? Pleased to be outside, but otherwise entirely nonplussed. Fair enough. Not everybody loves this time of year. I myself have found it unusually stressful for some reason in the build-up to the uh, festive break. But right now, I'm feeling very happy and it's a beautiful day. It was disgusting yesterday. I'm going for disgusting. I came back from London. I was cycling back from Norwich Station and it was just the worst weather ever. It rained the entire way. It was freezing. It was just grey, dark and apocalyptic. Not like today. Out here in the Norfolk countryside, Christmas Eve 2022, it is beautiful, clear and bright, sunny. So sunny, in fact, that I thought that I would be fine without gloves. And uh, it was a mistake. It's colder than I thought, but it's lovely to be out in the fields. I'm not going to go on too long because there's a lot to pack in. As tradition dictates, the guest for the festive podcast was Joe Cornballs Cornish, who I don't think needs any introduction, nor am I going to tell you what we talked about. I don't think. I don't think I need to set anything up, do I? No. There's a bit of swearing. If you're listening with people who are sensitive or puritanical, then tread carefully. I don't think there's anything too bad in there, but it is a bit lavatorial. I apologise. Most of the conversation with Joe was recorded earlier this month, December 2022, face-to-face, a surprise to Joe, as you will hear, that we were recording face-to-face in his nutty room in South London, where he lives with his beautiful and magical family. So before we get to that, a quick mention of a worthy organisation who I would be grateful if you could support this festive season. If you're one of those people who says, oh, Buckles, I'm so grateful for the free podcast. Surely there must be a way that I could shower you with gifts and money in return. Well, what you could do, if you are able to, is donate to a couple of good causes and the first one I want to mention is St Mungo's who I've mentioned on the podcast before they're a charity working to end homelessness and rebuild lives St Mungo's frontline workers are out on the streets every night helping to bring people in from the cold you can help St Mungo's make it someone's last night on the streets and their first night of a new life by making a donation this Christmas to donate please visit mungos.org slash buxton. There's a link in the description. 
If you were able to make a donation, that would be very kind. Thanks. OK, let's get on with it. I'll be back a couple of times during the podcast with a bit of solo waffle. But right now, with Joe, Jingle, Cornbells, Cornish, here we go. Ramble Chat. It's one of the all-time great jingles, and it's got a Christmas bell going on there as well. I don't know if you noticed that, did you? Yeah, it made all the difference. It, it's really just conjured up a, a really lovely, snowy, festive atmosphere. And mm. we're not having a fire this year because... It's unenvironmentally friendly. It's bad for the it's environment. Bad, yeah, fossil fuels. Plus you there's, uh, mm. you know, energy crisis in general, so we're just keeping it lean. Yeah, we're cuddled very close together this year. Yeah, yeah. That is how most people are going to have to um, heat themselves. So we're nude and cuddled very, very, very close together. Because if you wear clothes and cuddle, a lot of the heat's going in the clothes. <laughs> so you've got to have skin-to-skin contact. And, and because we're a bit middle-aged now, there's a mm. little bit more stuff to grab onto. There's a lot of folds. In- <laughs> interlacing. Can you interlace a fold? Yeah, yeah, I know like what you Like stacking mean. them. Sure. Like a good uh, bit of joinery. Well, you just fold them into each other. But we're back to back in case um, any of us gets any stirrings. I'm still thinking about folding the stomach flat together. <laughs> <laughs> it's, like, it's like layering pastry together, like yes, making it is. A, um, a delicious um, croissant or something. Yeah, one of those fluffy shoe pastries. Yeah. Can we tell the listeners what happened? Yes, we can, yes. So I assumed we were going to do this by Zoom. Because we've done it by Zoom for the last how many years? Two years. More than two years, isn't it? Only pandemic times. Really? I think it might be more than that. No, because Zoom didn't exist before pandemic. No. No, it did. It did exist, but I didn't use it. So I basically made a special little tent out of my daughter's climbing frame with a duvet over it, put some towels down, put everything on uh, pillows, cushions to cushion the sound. Because I wanted to be a, a high quality, have high quality acoustics, yeah. and I was right, and I was walking around the house in my shorts, corduroy shorts, thinking, oh, "When's Adam going to email? When's he going to text? He's going to leave it to the last minute, isn't he? Typical. Like I'm completely poised and ready, and he hasn't even contacted me. When suddenly there was a ring at the doorbell, which is controversial because my daughter's gone to sleep. I said, "Who's that?" My wife said, "It's there was a man selling sponges earlier today. <laughs> Spongebob. <laughs> it could be him, you know. And I was all getting ready to say to the sponge man, don't try selling us sponges at this time of night. We have a young child. <laughs> I opened the door and there was Father Buxton. You did open it very cautiously. And I was I thinking... I kept the chain on. I was thinking, is he doing a joke <laughs> about... <laughs> no. There's a, you know, you don't ring people's doorbells after dark. Yeah. With a young family, unless you've got a, a good cause. But it was Uncle Buckles it's one of the elves. in person, completely unexpected. And what a joyous 
Christmas surprise it is to have him in my grotto. Yeah, to be face to face again. Mm, very nice. Well, it's nice to see you, man. And I'm sorry about the... It's not... I mean, you're being nice about it. But personally, I don't like those kinds of surprises. If you're not expecting a human being to turn up in your domicile... Really? And suddenly there they are. It's like, oh, it's going to take a while to reset. Well, it depends who it is. Yeah. And I know you quite well. We've known each other for a while. That's true. So it's. I think it's fine. All right, good. If my daughter had been about to go to bed and you'd uh, disrupted the bedtime ritual, that might have been different. That might have Because if she'd clapped eyes on Uncle Buckles, yeah. it would have been like a firework display in her tiny head. Sure, she'd be going, who, what, oh my God, it's this guy. He's, he's the 49th best <laughs> podcaster in the UK. <laughs> she'd never be able to get to sleep. You'd have to read her every flipping Julia Donaldson book on her shelf. Also, she would be demanding the Ramble Chat jingle. Wouldn't she just? And that brings me to this first message from the podcasts. And here is one from Polly Jenkinson. She says, Hi, Adam and Joe. My boyfriend, Christian, is from Romania. And I introduced him to your podcast a few years back. He makes music and especially enjoys your jingles. Once I commented on how talkative a friend of ours is. And Christian replied, Yeah, he's a real ramble jack. I asked him what a ramble jack was, and he said, You know, and then to the tune of your intro song, sang, Ramble jack, I'm just a ramble jack, which he had until that day believed to be the lyrics. Cheers, Polly. Is this somebody who's learning English through your podcast? It's possible. He's from Romania. What a frightening thought. And Ramble he Jack. is like, what do you mean? Like, if a Ramble Jack is how where you describe a person, mm-hmm. then what does he mean by let's have a Ramble Jack? What does he think you mean by let's have a Ramble Jack? He's saying, Ramble Jack, I'm just a Ramble Jack. Oh, like a Ramble Jack is like a sort of honky tonk man. Exactly right. <laughs> a sort of grifter. Yeah. A sort of um, rambling rose. Grifter Reese Jones. Yeah. What? So he thought that I, I was quoting a well-known phrase, the a verbose, talkative person is a ramblejack, which is quite good. That is quite good, yeah. Sort of like a sort of person who might knock on your door late at night and attempt to sell you some ramble. A bit like what you're doing right now. Exactly. Oh, God, there's a ramblejack at the door. <laughs> Tell him to go away. That daughter's in bed. Now, Ramblejack is going to read out some praise. Do you like podcasts where they read out praise for themselves? that people have sent in i think that might put me off yeah it puts me off too are you going to put people off now yes okay um this is from justin campbell justin says i've been listening to your podcast for about 10 years i started when i moved to amsterdam from london i dropped off a bit when i had kids but started listening again during lockdown i just wanted to say thank you for the paddy considine podcast that came out a couple of weeks ago it is really excellent I think I'd go so far as to say it's my favourite podcast you've ever done. Just so good. And you even had a bit of a cold. I love this email. Just wanted to say thanks, Adam. Oh, and my kids love you too. They are mad about Sing and were quite surprised that the monkey also did a podcast. Justin Campbell, (laughs) advertising specialist. So it sort of tails off a little bit on that last line. You play like an angry monkey in Sing. A monkey dance teacher, a proboscis monkey, yes. The monkey has a podcast. Yeah, I mean, Sing aside, 
it's surprising that the monkey has a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But that's good. So why, like, I did enjoy that episode as well. I thought Paddy was very good. I mean, his, when my film was nominated for a BAFTA, so was his and his won. Mm -hmm. So deep down, I'm angry with him. Dead Man's Shoes won. No, Tyrannosaur. Oh, Tyrannosaur. Yeah. I mean, I I was I didn't say anything out loud, but I was furious. Tyrannosaur punches pretty hard, though. Well, it punches too hard. Yeah. <laughs> i got to punch harder, haven't I? I've got to have more. You've got to get depressing, boy. I know. you got to really plumb those depths. you got to just, you got to go for some heavy therapy. Yeah. Zero in on those problems and start sharing the heck out of them. And two pop. Mm. Okay. Now it's time for present number one because you see, usually we've got it. We've got used to doing audio presents because of the remoteness mm. of the recording scenario. But this yeah, time, yeah. So as a result, I do not have any physical presents. That's okay. Neither do I. This well, oh. except for this one, which is sort of kicking things off. Wow. It's two in one. It's a gift, but it's also, well, you'll see. Listeners, it is definitely cup-shaped. It's the shape of a kind of cup you might get as a, at a cinema, mm-hmm. like in the 80s for a promotion. Like I have an, an E.T. promotional collector's cup, which is pretty much the same size. More recent. More recent. I've also got a fifth element one. More it's a bit bigger, but... More recent. You know, you'd pay like nine ninety nine for a cup of Coke and then keep the high-quality exactly. cup. This is very exciting. It's wrapped in lovely... Uh, Santa themed papers and Christmas wishes. Oh, Adam. <laughs> it's a lenticular cup for Lord of the Rings, the return of the king. And it's got uh, Sputon Montegru. Is that what he's called? <laughs> I think he's called Sputon Montegru. The elf Jackson and Fanula. <laughs> that was the name of the mm, supermarket checkout from last year, wasn't it? Fanula, yeah. was it? Yeah, I'm obsessed with Fanula. And it's got Grumlin. <laughs> Everybody's favourite emaciated little old man, Grumlin. Oh, Grumlin. So that's yours to keep. That's incredible. And you can drink your drinks oh, out on, of they it. They change, they're lenticular. Sure, so it's lenticular. Fanula turns into Grunhilda. Now, at this point, Joe, before yeah. we go. Hang on, further. wait, are you changing the subject? No. Did you listen to the episode I did with Richard E. Grant recently? Yes. Okay. Mm. So you don't remember the bit about urinating during a Zoom call? <laughs> did you? You've urinated in here. I wouldn't mind. It's. I washed it out. Listen, I have a young child. Urine is part of my day-to-day existence. Okay, good. Did you give it a special wash or just a normal wash? When you say special wash, do you mean yeah, like scrubbles. by weighing in it again? <laughs> is that what you mean? That's a special wash. Really? <laughs> yeah, I gave it a special wash, and I wow. but and I used um, you this know. This is a very um, interesting uh, cost of living crisis energy saving technique you've got. Then <laughs> instead of using the dishwasher, just pop all the crockery in the lavvy and piss on it. Is, is that what's going on? Then flush the. This isn't very Christmassy. Flush, <laughs> flush the loo and go right. Dishes are done. What's inside though? I was going to go somewhere else with that, but I've just I just thought it and didn't say it. <laughs> It's it was involving mature. the um it was involving one of the baking trays. <laughs> what are we gonna make? A Yule log. So what? What's what are we talking about? I'm opening this now. So now you're opening it. Good, yeah, you've it's responded got a well seal to the callback. Got, what would you call this? Like a, a lid. plastic lid. <laughs> Thanks. But That's one of those one of those tight ones. So in there we have oh, got God. a selection of messages from the listeners. Wow. 
See what you think. What have you got there? I've got a made-up joke. Hi, Robin from Worcester here. My nine-year-old son, Joe, came up with this one. Question, why are women never uncles? Answer, because they aren't. Nice. Love you, bye. Bang. Wham. Now, a nine-year-old made that up. Really? I think that's a new joke, isn't it? Did you Google it? No, but I bet it is because it's got a sort of um, it's got a sort of semiotic panache that I don't think Vine I mean, or Car or anybody <laughs> would be capable of. <laughs> well, who else is there? Who are the other wordsmith like, comedians? Yeah, who? Milton, Monkhouse, Monkhouse comedians. Car keeps a big book like Monkhouse, right? Does he? Yeah, of racist filth. Maybe it's just because <laughs> Jimmy Carr looks a bit like Bob Monkhouse. Yeah, that's true. He's sort of the new Bob Monkhouse. Say the jo- say, say the joke again. Why are women never uncles? Because they aren't. That's good. Robin. Not sure whether Robin's a, a, a lady or a man, but uh, they say, love you by and a kiss and a hug and a kiss. That's brilliant stuff, Robin. I'm I'm googling. It's not Robin that wrote it. Remember, we should be. Uh, we should be. It's Joe. It's the son, Joe, nine-year-old son, Joe. That's incredible stuff, Joe. Child's, Thanks child's for sending it to us, Robin. Genius. I am googling it to verify the provenance. Provenance. You could just Google because they aren't. Did you Google because they aren't? Yeah. Anything? No. Joe, this is phenomenal. I mean, things are changing in that household. They're going to have to reassess Joe's education. His future plans, his higher education, probably the diet that he has. Yeah. Change the sport academia balance. Is he just going to do stand up or is there going to be. Well, he's got a lot of choices. A lot of choices. He can work clean. Yeah. It's sort of highbrow, but it's gettable by a wide audience. Walk on stage, say that. Bam. Palm of your hand. I love it. Love it. Well, thanks for this gift. I mean, (laughs) what a lovely gift. It's going to really uh, be the gift that keeps on giving throughout the show. Wow. It literally is. Ranolf is turning into Smeriton and Pippi. <laughs> Smeriton Pippi. Am I getting these names right? Fogelton and Yeovil. <laughs> Ranolf the Old. <laughs> and Fennel and Pippi. Oh. <laughs> Don't touch the Lord of the Rings. Thanks, Gron. Grublin. <laughs> <laughs> Grublin, the wizened old <laughs> thin man. <laughs> right. The holiday horn, it goes to do do. Holiday time. Have a carrot, have two carrots. Go to the toilet, take your time. Holiday time. Now, earlier today, I gifted you a special electronic present. I'll tell you what it is, and I'll demonstrate it to you. It is a white noise maker. Right. Or at least a noise-generating app. You've talked about these things, haven't you? Yeah. It doesn't just do the white noise. It does mm. all sorts of stuff. You've got brown mm. noise, pink noise. You've got uh, also What's nature sounds. Well, I might be getting this wrong, but it's all about frequencies. So white right. noise is a bit like the static you get off a tv sure quite high pitched poltergeist noises brown noise you're it's darker and more rumbly oh pink is somewhere in between i think Mm. have you got one of these things already do you ever use one no (laughs) (laughs) it's a game changer i'm using the phrase game changer 
Mm. I did wake up in the middle of the night last night at about four and was having trouble going to sleep. So I just listened to a podcast very mm. quietly and that sent me to sleep. Or Talking Pictures TV. Yeah. Just quietly. Just with the voices, just so you have to make a little bit of an effort to hear them. It's not just for sleeping, though. It's also for blocking out unwanted noise. If you're on really? a noisy podcast. bus, flight, podcast, <laughs> yeah, train journey, right. whatever. And you really? And someone is screaming in your ear, or maybe you've got an and arguing. You like, you like you stop hearing it. Couple, yes. And so it helps if you've got the noise cancelling yeah. cans. That's really? part of the puzzle. But even if you don't, you can just turn on your noise app and really? blast it, really? and it just blocks everything out. That's quite. And good. it's very soothing. Do you? Is it good on planes? Yeah, man. Because whatever you do on a plane, somehow voices really carry. Yeah, well, on a on a plane, you've already got that low rumble anyway, yeah. so you can just sort of boost it in your headphones, right. and it's very soothing, and it blocks mm. out all the high frequencies. So, what are we going to do with this? This is a special version. This is a oh, special app right. that has got some incredible settings that I think right. you'd like to okay. take advantage All of. Right. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, here's some of the settings on your special noisemaker. So as well as your standard kind of things like rain, because uh, people love the sound of rain and sure, thunder. Sure, but I don't go to the Buckle Sonic 5000 for standard sounds. I can get those from any other app. Exactly. Most apps will have Come that. On. Although this is good. I do love the spaceship rumble. So do I. Oh, oh yeah. You don't... see, you'd love that, don't you? You, you? Nothing you'd love more than to be like on the spaceship from Outland. On the bridge. Or like, you should do one of those missions. Of the Enterprise. You should do one of those... You would you would make a very good astronaut on one of those missions where they're not sure whether they'll ever come back or get there. <laughs> You'd be the one that was chirpy right till you flew into the sun. This is excellent. <laughs> Everybody else would be going mad, eating each other's flesh, like <laughs> having making you know having sex with a computer. Yeah. So that's the spaceship rumble. That is one of my favourite settings. Good rumble, rumble, bumble. It's a little bit like living next to a nice motorway if you've got good double bl- double blazing. Just d- double blazing and and <laughs> a sort of very very uniformed uh, pass- like amount of traffic. Passing. It's like staying in a um, one of those depressing motels in an airport, and they've you know that the, they've got sort of triple glazing. There's no way right. in the world that you're ever going to be able to connect with the outside. It's kind of like the sound of the aircon. Yeah, and and you've got yeah, the aircon aircon system. Yeah. Love it. Absolutely love it. Not depressing at all. No. And (laughs) what else have I got here? Oh, that's more or less the same. That's that's slightly scary. That's just like... That's got a bit of an engine groan to it. So there's, there's... an engine somewhere in there as well. There's pipes. Just stop talking. There's you. Stop talking a second. No, that's ominous. There's an alien somewhere. No, there's some sort of fire or furnace. Yeah, yeah, fire, furnace. Yeah, there's something a little evil. That's like whatever is beneath the streets of New York, you know? Yeah. That, in fact, sounds like something from the world of Lord of the Rings. Frungle. Like maybe Uncle Frungle's (laughs) sword factory is down there. That's one of the goblins. Probably that's what they listen to. What's a goblin? You mean a groblin? No, haven't they got goblins in Lord of the Rings? No, no, they're called groblins. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's what the Groblins listen to to get to sleep. And then you've got um, other settings, like jungle is a common one, jungle sounds, but you can customise this one. Oh, great. Like more monkeys? Less monkeys. A couple of parakeets. You can add a bit more in there, make it more exciting. 
and then uh, and then if you want some more elements to make it more authentic what I'm really looking for is a bit of forgiveness oh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it what I'm really looking for is a bit of forgiveness it's Dingo Dollar challenge time a bit of forgiveness the vault is closing soon, so get on the app and have your say. <laughs> That's sort of it. That's your basic. Wow. And so, but that would keep you awake, though, wouldn't it? You're a fan of that show. You would. You'd be all excited. Yeah, I would be excited. Yeah, you'd want to know what the next hilarious gag was. Did you watch that last no. series? No. You didn't watch Mancock? No. <laughs> Absolutely not. Oh. Yeah. And then you've got. Um, this is a setting that you can use if your partner is away. So oh. sometimes it can be if you share a bed with someone, right? Mm -hmm. And then they go off on business or whatever. Yes. Sometimes it's nice to be mm -hmm. in bed alone. You can stretch bit out. Bit of extra real estate. Nice and cool. Yeah. Yeah. Other times it's a little bit lonely and yeah. you can use the noisemaker to simulate the sound of your loved one. Mm-hmm in bed Hello. and this is an actual simulation of what it's like at castle buckles it's an actual simulation it's yeah <laughs> i love actual simulations actual simulations. i've only ever heard simulated simulations no no, before. no 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 this is actual oh good so you got the fan on is that the sound of your robot wife's uh cooling systems <laughs> fan. you've heated her up a bit much so her fans are a bit noisy Fans are He's running at the touch. full blast. And then you can add some other oh God. sounds to make it more authentic. <laughs> Who's this? Is this your wife or you? Or is or does nobody know because it's in the it's in the no man's land of under the duvet. The snoring is my wife. My wife. Mm -hmm. Everything else is <laughs> coming from me. That's I put. That's the full yeah. setting. It does really? go. It goes. No wonder you've got the fans on. Sure, it goes a little bit higher, but that's <laughs> maximum setting there, and that's comforting. Wow. I like to change the lyrics of songs from time to time. Lock the taskbar to make them refer to things I do. I call it appropriation, and as far as I'm aware, it isn't a crime. I wonder if it's something you do too. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. Why don't I dip into the Lord of the Rings cup? Pick this. Pick one out. Okay, this is a appropriation. Hi, Buckles and Cornball. Whenever we get Lebanese food. My wife and I like to sing Babaganoush 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 That makes absolute sense That message continues, doesn't it? It does It says, similarly, while browsing in the history section of my local Waterstones recently Kermit the Frog's rainbow connection popped into my head Do you know how that song goes? Why are there so many... Songs about rainbow. Is it that one? Must be, because the message goes on to say, Kermit the Frog's rainbow connection popped into my head, but with the lyrics, why are there so many books about Hitler? All the best, Will and Ellie. <laughs> They're right, though. There, there, there is an astounding amount of books on He's one of on the biggest Hitler. monsters, so there's so many facets to a monster like that. Yes. That you can write about the yes. heart. I don't know, man. You don't see that many books about Bigfoot. 
He's probably but another big monster. A different kind of monster. He's yeah. a fun monster. That's true. That's a good one. Well done. Very good. Thanks, Will and Ellie. Fabaganoush. Fabaganoush. You're listening to The Adam Buxton Podcast. Listen when you want. Unlike a radio podcast. Listen on the train now. On an aeroplane now. Listen in a tractor. Form of transport's not a factor. Listen on the first date. With another primate. Listen when you're jargon. Straight to your noggin. You're listening to The Adam Buxton Podcast If you don't like it So listen Have you ever thought that it's kind of strange that Seeing as our Adam and Joe XFM and Six Music Podcast Were like amongst the earliest podcasts out there to have a bit of a following Mm -hmm. right have you ever thought that it's weird that i joe cornish have never done my own podcast like you've got one louis got one he doesn't have one anymore doesn't he he's it'll come back i don't want it to come back don't you no and i don't want you to have one well do you mind if i use this christmas adam buxton podcast to announce that i've done a seven figure deal with spotify is that going to really bring you down a little bit but Fair enough. I'd you, rather would you announced be, it here than yeah. somewhere else. Would it be bad if I Louis used podcast? your show to play the trailers? <laughs> <laughs> the tra- can I play? Just, so just, just have a listen. Play. I mean, it's going to be big. Hi, I'm Joe Cornish, and I've got a new podcast, and it's all about my true passion in life. My cat Smudge. In Joe Cornish's Smudgecast with Joe Cornish, I'll be talking to celebrities about my cat Smudge and about their cats. In episode one, I'll be talking to James Bond actor Pierce Brosnan about his cat Tiddles. I don't know, I got a cat called Tiddles, but uh, uh, other people, I pay people to look after her most of the time. And what he thinks of my cat Smudge. I don't, I, don't, I don't know. I don't know about Smudge. Joe Cornish's Smudgecast with Joe Cornish. In future episodes, I'll be talking to Rita Ora, Dame Judi Dench, and Stormzy about their cats Finnegan, Humpty, and Catatouille. And then he shat all over my bathtub. Joe Cornish's Smudgecast with Joe Cornish. <laughs> so that's, that's the lead. That's the sort of tentpole podcast. Yeah. That sort of represents maybe a quarter of the seven figure sum. Are you doing Catherine Ryan as well? Very, if I can get hold of her. Yeah. She's difficult to pin down. Because that's all the same guests that Louis had on his Is TV it? show. Really? I think he did Rita Ora, what, didn't he? He, he certainly did Stormzy what, and... What a coincidence. Dame Juji Stench. Really? Yeah. Wow. We're very similar, Louis and I. <laughs> we go for the same people. They're all really, they're all fascinating. Yes, they are, Especially yeah. Especially Rita Ora. And... Um... <laughs> <laughs> I mean... Michael Waititi thinks so. A couple of couple of hours on that on Rita. Anyway, that's the tentpole p- p- <laughs> podcast. <laughs> you didn't think of calling it Cat Chat? No, sm- the Smudgecast. Smudgecast. Yeah, because sm- Smudge cat. is my cat. My cat's called Smudge. Yeah, 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 yeah. And he's a very charismatic cat. Very handsome. When people in the street see him, they complete strangers go, "That's a beautiful cat." Do they? They do. Children stop and pet him. He's a very beautiful, charismatic cat. Very intelligent. Yeah, yeah. 
Um, trailer 2 is very different. This is a very different, more serious podcast. So let's have a listen to Trailer 2. All right, here we go. On June the 16th, 2018, in an average South London garden, a woman found a dead body, brutally mutilated, almost ripped in two. It was a horrific crime that the police ignored, whose victim is yet to be named and whose circumstances are still a mystery. From Joe Cornish, the creator of Smudgecast with Joe Cornish, <laughs> comes a new true crime podcast, Death of a Goldfinch with Death Joe Cornish. With Joe Cornish. Was Smudge the murderer? No, put that down. Or had he just picked the body up? Was it Pushka from Over the Road? Or Patches? Or Lord Ponsonby from Number 32? Join us for a 98-part investigation into one of the greatest unsolved bird murders of our times. Death of a Goldfinch with Death Joe Cornish. Goldfinch with Joe Cornish. Featuring Smudge. Mm. Do you see how I'm saying my name a lot? Who produces your podcast trailers? The guys from Spotify. Wow. It's part of the deal. It's part of the how deal. How much are you getting again? Well, seven figures. Is it, Are you getting more than Rogan? I don't think, not yet. No, Rogan gets a lot, but it's up there. Are your podcasts going to go, are they going to play fast and loose with scientific fact and knowledge? And is it going to get conspiratorial? No, you know, Smudgecast is celebrity catch-up. Death of a Goldfinch is a serious investigation into true crime. Mm-hmm. So we're not, you know, this is a this is a different thing, Adam. Is the Death of a Goldfinch investigation ongoing? No, it's been closed, but who knows what might happen so when some of the it's evidence... it's possible we, that the case yeah, will be It is very possible that reopened. the case will be... Yeah, I'd say it's... Yeah, I'd say <laughs> But, you know, your mistake was to get into the game too early. Was it? Yeah, because, you know, I've, <laughs> I've kept my light under a bushel. You have. And well, now someone's got it out the good thing that you're doing is from that the you're focusing you've got more of a theme than i do mine's all over the place it's totally nebulous. well listen those two are based around smudge yeah and obviously he's a very charismatic cat sure. and he's got a lot of aspects to him but put smudge aside okay and they've i'm actually doing one of the reasons again that they're paying me so much is because i'm doing more than two podcasts I'm holy actually, moses yeah, there's actually another one so listen to listen to and these will they'll sort of you know alternate I don't know quite how we're going to do them. But listen, have a listen to Trailer 3. It's very, very different. The world has changed. Times have changed. The values are just different now. Things that were said and done in the past are just no longer acceptable. And it's up to us to hold history to account. From Joe Cornish, the creator of Smudgecast with Joe Cornish, and the award-winning true crime podcast Death of a Goldfinch with Joe Cornish featuring Smudge, comes a brand new social history podcast. I was watching TV with Smudge, and I started to notice these relentlessly negative portrayals of cats in the media. Snowbell in Stuart Little, Lucifer in Cinderella, Mr. Biggles in Austin Powers, Mr. Tinkles in cats and dogs, all portrayed as evil. What is going on here? The answer is staring us in the face. Hollywood is institutionally catist, and something needs to be done. In 76 compelling episodes, Joe Cornish and Smudge investigate Hollywood's hidden history of anti-cat bias and speak truth to power. Hello, is that Nintendo headquarters? I'd just like to know why you thought it was appropriate to make me out of the villain in Pokemon. Mr. Shamile, why did you think it appropriate to make Snowball a baddie and Stuart Little? He's getting away. Get him, Smudge. An important, daring, defiant new podcast. Joe Cornish's You Be the Smudge with Joe Cornish and Smudge. You Be the Smudge. It's so... (laughs) (laughs) So there's chat. Oh, my God. There's true crime. I didn't realise... And there's politics. I didn't have you down as an activist in that way. Well... Adam, the world has changed and, you know, you've got to be switched on in that way. Definitely. Yeah. I'm sorry if I'm freaking you out because I think you're realising that there's a lot of angles you've missed. In some ways, you've become complacent and the world's moved on. 
and I'm there to profit massively from <laughs> from just being very in touch. It's making me feel insecure. Yeah, good. Because first Louis and his mm. podcast and then the bloody TV version, mm -hmm. even though I'm, I'd prefer him to just do the TV version. Oh, so you his new shows are sort of TV versions of the, 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 of the podcast. Yeah. It's are they? The podcast has spun out into the TV show. I'm so sorry to add to your anxiety. And it's this a nightmare. This podcast that I'm doing has not spun out into a TV <laughs> show. It should do. Well, it hasn't. And now you come along with Smudgecast. Yes, death, and of, death of a death, goldfinch. Yes, and you be the smudge. And now you be the smudge, <laughs> which is flipping the script on on so much of our complacency around cat issues i know well listen man forget about the cat issues so smudge is a very charismatic cat and he is very much the fulcrum of the first three podcasts but the fourth podcast is very different and very emotional oh man are you ready to hear that one okay, okay. is it will i be triggered you well you might cry mm. it's very emotional here we go so this is the moment we've been waiting for we're at the national archives Let's find out the truth. Introducing a new, fascinating, emotional podcast about family, lineage, and the bonds that connect us all. Adopted at one, bounced from one care home to another. His background a total mystery. He's never known who he really is. From Joe Cornish, the creator of the smash hit podcast, Joe Cornish's Smudgecast, featuring Joe Cornish. The award-winning true crime podcast, Death of a Goldfinch, with Joe Cornish, featuring Smudge. And the game-changing social history phenomenon, You Be the Smudge, with Joe Cornish and Smudge. Comes a brand new podcast. Okay, here we go. Let's find out who you really are. Are you okay? Are you feeling okay? Are you ready? Well, we can be pretty sure that your father was a grey British short hair tomcat called Mr. Stinky Chops, and your mother was a Siberian mixed long hair called Madame Fartuta. But we can't be 100% sure because the way cats reproduce is, uh, is very disturbing. Joe Cornish and Smudge present A Whisker Through Time, episode one, featuring Smudge, out now. Madame Fartuta. <laughs> Actually pronounced Fatuta. <coughs> Fatuta. Um, so there we go. Thanks, ma'am, for letting me premiere those on your podcast. I, I do feel I'm not, bad. Yeah, that's okay. Because it's a sort of high, it's a bit mercenary. It's like you're rubbing my face in it. Yeah. <laughs> in a way, isn't yeah, it? Yeah. But it is. um, mm. it's quite similar to <laughs> an other mm. format, isn't it? What? Like, who do you think you are? Who do you, you think are? you are? No, it's very different because it? it's, it's cat based. Oh, okay. <laughs> cats are very people love cats yeah unless they've got a dog how can they not with names like it's <laughs> fatuta madam fatuta madam, madam fatuta it's very emotional when smudge i mean you should listen to that episode when smudge finds that out it's really it's very very hard not to not to cry do cats cry <laughs> no that's why it's so hard no <laughs> well no it's very very hard not no, it's very easy not to cry <laughs> they sort of cry in the sense of like <laughs> I pitched meow but they can't shed tears I don't think I'm no. not sure but I really look you know I do very much respect you yes as a podcaster thanks and you you know your people often call you the father of podcasting do they do they no well I did and so I would really love your honest opinion when the shows go out. Okay, when Glo do they start going out? Globally, in the new year. Well, congratulations. Thanks, man. Do you... You don't have a cat. Because I'd love your any cat you know to guest on 
I otherwise. No, I don't have a cat. Yeah, because I don't really do dogs. This is like an Anton Deckling (laughs) (laughs) from I'm a Celebrity. Yes, is it? I wouldn't know. I worked out the formula. You've worked out the formula for an Anton Deck link? Yeah. If only we'd known this when we were doing the Adam and Joe show. I know. 38 years ago. Yeah, we could have been in the jungle by now. Yeah, the jungle. Here's how a I'm a celebrity, get me out of here, Anton Deck link works. So imagine that you've just seen a VT of a contestant. Maybe it's Angie Bangles. And she is telling shocked campmates about the time that she was traumatized by a former boss who shouted at her, right? Mm. I used to work at this company where my boss just shouted at me so aggressively. All the other campmates are going, oh, no, that's terrible. Cut back to Ant and Deck, looking serious. Ant says, so it turns out that Angie Bangles was once shouted at by her boss. Deck says, that's sickening in this day and age, isn't it? And luckily, we have a far more respectful relationship with our crew here in Australia, don't we? Ant and Deck look off camera at the crew who remain silent. Deck shouting aggressively, I said we don't have that kind of relationship with our crew, do we? Ant, answer him or you're fired, you worthless drones! We hear the crew murmur, yes, Deck. That's better. It must be awful to work in that kind of toxic environment, mustn't it? Aye, terrible. So, and Deck looks threateningly off camera and shakes his fist at the crew. And then the crew laugh. Mm. Do you get what's going on? Yeah, it's kind of like they're doing the thing they said they shouldn't be doing without realising they're doing it. Exactly. Yes. I'm a funny person. I often make up jokes. My jokes are more amusing than those of other folks. When you hear my joke, I think you'll find that you agree. Come on, you're all invited to a made-up joke party. All right, I'm going to go back into the Lord of the Golden... Nuggets. Nuggets cup. Oh, look at that. Evil little man grumlin. Rungeons. Rungeons grumlin. Okay, this is a made-up joke by Owen from South Devon. He says, hi, Adam and Joe. Here are two jokes I've made up while listening to podcasts and hearing certain phrases. Joke number one. I met a lady who was depressed because she couldn't find a nice patch of green grass. She was looking forlorn. Nice. That's quite good, isn't it? Yes. Could have been made before. Forlorn. Quite easy to hear the word forlorn and think forlorn. She was looking forlorn. I think that might not be made up or it might be made up, but something that other people have also made up. She was looking for... Lawn. Putting that into the uh, into the chuckle. Not computer. getting any hits for she was looking for lawn. It's looking good, Owen. Uh, here, this is a misheard lyric. Yeah. Hi, Captain Cornballs and Brigadier Buxton. Nice. I like it when it gets military. Mm. My friend Bjorgvin is yes. from Iceland, and when he heard the theme tune to Ghostbusters, he thought they were saying, "Who are you gonna call? Those bastards." <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> well, then, I mean, are they bastards, though? Well, Bill Murray's reputation's taken a bit of a pasting. Yeah. Uh, um, what's his face? Dan Aykroyd. He's, he's a, a bit, bit of a, a conspiracy booze bit of a booze hound. Bore. Harold Ramis has died. That doesn't necessarily make him a bastard. It's quite annoying. All the 
funeral arrangements and sadness. <laughs> yeah. And what about Ernie Hudson? He's nice, isn't he? Yeah, but there's still three bastards. <laughs> Who are you going to call? Those bastards! Thank you, Grant from Brighton. Grant says, if you can, can you say... Well, he wants me to shout I love you to Annie and Jacob. Oh. I'm, I'm just going to say it, if that's okay. I don't want to wake anyone up in the House of Cornballs. Listen, you're a big uh, Harry Styles fan, aren't you? <laughs> aren't you? I heard you talking about him on your podcast, his spitting incident, that, that Oh, thing. yes, yes. Yeah, and it's been a big year for him. He's had a very big selling album. He really seized the zeitgeist this year. Yeah. But um, it started me thinking, you know, it's seven years since One Direction split up, right? Is it? Yeah, you were a big fan of One Direction, weren't you? Yes. And they've all gone solo, uh-huh. haven't they? And it must be tough if you're in like a, what is it, a five piece? Yeah. And you all go solo and then suddenly you've got to forge individual careers. Just, I mean, imagine if you, Adam mm. Buxton, were the sixth member of One Direction. You know, those five young, shiny, good looking boys yeah, and, a, yeah. and a little hairy man on stage of the of the X Factor or whatever it was. Yes. And you become part of one of the top selling boy bands. I'd love it. Ever, you're a multi-millionaire, you screamed at, you tore the world. Yes. Suddenly, you're rent asunder. And you've got to figure out how to define yourself, how to market yourself, how to put yourself out there in competition with your five bandmates. And, you know, they've had, they've had how many years did I say? They've had seven years to, to do that. So imagine you were the sixth member of One Direction. You'd have a bunch of choices to make. First of all, you have to decide what music style you're going for, right? So mm-hmm. Niall Horan goes for soft rock. Okay. Liam Payne goes for R&B, right? Harry Styles goes for glam rock. He's sort of the new Bowie. You're a big Bowie fan. <laughs> so it makes sense that you're now into Harry Styles, right? Is, is Harry Styles really a glam rocker? Yeah, a lot of Bowie fans have just <laughs> transferred directly yeah. over to Styles. Sure. Um, Louis Tomlinson went for Britpop. Zayn Malik went for deep R&B. Uh-huh. Right, not just sort of uh, commercial Justin Timberlake-style R&B like Liam Payne, but like proper underground. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. What does Adam Buxton go for? What style of music are you going for? Drill and bass. Drill and bass. Drum and bass or drill? Drill and bass. Isn't there drill and bass? <laughs> I don't know. There might be. Drill and chill. Drill and the, uh, drill and chill. Chill, chill drill. Chill drill. Now you've got to choose your image. Okay. So Niall Horan goes for Cuddly Boy Next Door. Yep. Liam Payne goes for Sexy Soul Man. <laughs> Harry Styles goes for androgynous glam clothes, right? Mm-hmm. Flares and flowery shirts. And Love it. Makeup and earrings and... Pan gender. That shit, yeah. Yeah. Louis Tomlinson goes for... <laughs> that, that shit, yeah. Louis Tomlinson goes for a Britpop lad. Right, zippy, okay. zippy tops and bowl haircut. Right, right, kind of sort of 90s. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 
Zayn goes for sexy R&B, you know, tattoos. Sure. Never looks directly into the camera. Lots of neon tubes and moisture. Mm. What's Buxton going for? Oh, blimey. <laughs> What's the right answer? There is no right answer. You just got to, you know. Uh, I'm going to go for... I mean, you've put your... It's a tricky footing you've put yourself on. With well, look, drill what about this? Chill. chill and drill. Yeah, I mean, you could dress as just a, like a road worker with a drill. High vis, that's a good high idea. Vis, a hard hat. Hard hat and high vis. So what's your little, you know, flair? Well, the high vis would be crazy colours. Yeah. Lippy? Oh, okay. Something like that. Well, you got to have a little bit of something. Dyed beard? A dyed beard. Like a beard dyed like, like fluorescent a, yellow. Like a wanker. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> it's not just wankers who get dyed beards. Isn't, isn't it? it? <laughs> Okay. All right. Now you've got to decide who, you, uh, who your, what your album's called. Are you enjoying this? Yes. That's um, the research I had to do to put this together. <laughs> Niall Horan. His albums are called Flicker and Heartbreak Weather. Yeah. Flicker and Heartbreak Weather. Heartbreak Weather. What is that? Rain. It drizzle. <laughs> Harry Styles, his first album's just called Harry Styles. It's eponymous. Nice. Yeah. Classic. No messing around. Second album, what's it called? Fine Line. Third album's called Harry's House. You know that. Of course you do. You're the biggest. I mean, <laughs> you just you just basically transposed. You're giving me so from much Bowie info. to Harry. Yeah. David Bowie, Harry Styles. Harry Bowie. Harry Bow. <laughs> Harry Bow. That would be better. That would be a better stage name for you. You change your name to Harry Bow and you're like a big jelly bear. Haribo is a great name. Haribo is a great name. And you do sort of 90s style candy pop. Yes. You know, like Squidgy. Yep. Haribo. Haribo. What's your album called? What's Haribo's album called? Toot Sweet. Toot Sweet. A bit like Mary Poppins. Yeah, because Toot has dangerous uh, connotations. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It? Drugs. Yeah, yeah, drugs. That's, this is very, very, very good. So now who are you going to date? Niall Horan dates the actress Hayley Steinfeld. Oh, yes. Steinfeld? Seinfeld? Seinfeld. She, he, he dates Seinfeld. <laughs> Jerry Seinfeld. Jerry Seinfeld. <laughs> they just talk about cancel culture. And then drops her, goes for his account manager, yep. Amelia Woolley. Harry Styles has uh, re- lots of relationships. A relationship with Caroline Flack, Taylor Swift, the film director Oliver Wilde. Oliver Wilde? Jack Olivia. Wilde, Oliver Twist, Olivia Wilde, Mark Lester, Olivia Wilde. Who are you going to date? Who's Haribo dating? Haribo is uh, has kid with Judy Finnegan. <laughs> yes. <coughs> Sorry, that was strange. It's <laughs> Chewy. That was a little bit of um, um, epiglottal. That's Chewy Finnegan. That's strange. Well, Yes, but I'm not trying to pretend that I'm younger than I am. So you have a child with Finnegan. Finnegan, then break up with her yep. and then go out with Richard. <laughs> yes. Yes. Because he, I don't know how he hasn't that do to the run for president or something anyway. Or I mean, that, that guy's going to blow up. What would it do to the book club? Well, it would certainly throw a grenade into the heart Pub- of the book club. And the heart of the publishing industry. Yeah, but... All publicity is good publicity. Exactly. It could spin really nicely right. for me. You're going to make a video. Niall Horan is just walking down the street singing and being nice to people. Boring. <laughs> Liam Payne pouting with sexy ladies in neon tubes. Harry Styles, he's a sexy merman. Or doing silly dancing in sparkly dungarees in the Barbican. Mm-hmm. 
what Sir Harry Bogue are you going for? Well, I guess it would just be very brightly coloured, a bit like was she called Kiari Pamu Pamu? No idea what your what those noises mean. <laughs> <laughs> She's Japanese. Okay, so sort of like ultra bright. Yeah, sort of mega. Yeah, just lots of uh, sweets, candy colour. Yeah, like that artist. What, what's he called? Murak- Murak- Murakami, whatever he's called. I don't know. Yeah, Does that the one. funny rabbits. <laughs> exactly. That was always my dream as a child, to swim in a vat of sweets. Was it? Yep. Not like a big lake of sugary water. No, 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 no. Actual... But sort of like Scrooge McDuck with money, but with yeah, sweets. Like yeah, like a ball pool with sweets. Well, that's an achievable dream. Well, you know, I don't want to bring everyone down, but I did send it into Jim will fix Jim it. Jim will, yeah. Uh, because I thought that it would be visually spectacular mm. and that I would get free sweets. Yeah. Win, <laughs> win. Win, win. You could still do it. That's affordable. Mm-hmm. Like maybe for your 60th. We'll all club together and do that for you. Yeah, like a vat of candy corn. Yeah, it'd be one of those like garden pools, like a paddling pool. <laughs> Yeah. Full of hundreds and... You know yeah. candy corn? Yeah, I know candy corn. I love it. Yeah. Some of them would get up your anus, though. <laughs> quite a lot would get, would go up your anus, and quite a lot would go in your nose and ears. When we get lodged at the end of the old urethra. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so you've also got to have a hobby, like an extracurricular activity. Horan yep. has golf. Payne is an EDM producer. Mm. Styles, he does acting. Dunkirk, my policeman, don't worry, darling. Tomlinson plays football. Malik has written his autobiography, Zane. Yep. What's your extracurricular? What's the interesting thing that keeps people fascinated in, in Haribo? <sighs> well, it's a bit high risk, but <laughs> I might go for um, free speech. like oh, Political? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Complaining yeah. about free speech issues, like <laughs> yes. the guy from Mumford & Sons. Yes. Like, you should be allowed to say anything. Exactly. And anyone who's insulted is... Uh, snowflake. Soft snowflake. That's a good idea. You know, turn up on Tucker Carlson and mm. do all that stuff. Wow. What do you think? I don't know. No. But you've done it now. So there you go. There's no going back. Oh, damn it. This is going on forever, isn't it? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you've got to do a fashion tie This is the last thing. Fashion tie Liam Payne, Hugo Boss. Harry Styles, Gucci. Louis Tomlinson, his own clothing label, Zayn Malik, Versace, Buxton. Surely just a suit made of... Um... Jelly, soft, sweet jelly. Yes. Also, there's the whole yes. edibles angle. There is, yes. Edibles. Very good. Okay, so let's pop all that into the uh, One Direction computer and see after seven years how much you would have made. So... After seven years, Niall Horan is worth $65 million. Liam Payne, $70 million. Okay. By the way, this, these facts are from the internet. Yes. Harry Styles, $90 million. I'm surprised it's not more. Way in the lead. Yeah. Probably could be more. He's worth more. He's worth more to me. Yeah, yeah. Louis Tomlinson. <laughs> I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Buxton is worth a hundred and. $50 million. Wow, that's a lot. Is that finished now? <laughs> <laughs> We're halfway through the podcast. I think it's going really great. The conversation's flowing like it would between a geezer and his mate. All right, mate. Hello, geezer. I'm pleased to see you. Ooh. 
there's so much chemistry It's like a science lab of talking I'm interested in what you said Thank you! There's fun chat and there's deep chat It's like Chris Evans is meeting Stephen Hawking Did you hear about the woman that only plays the tambourine if you throw pillows at her? She plays percussion. Oh, that's very nice. That's good, isn't it? Adam Follett. Do you think that's made up? Yeah. She plays percussion. Adam Follett. This is one from Nicholas Thompson. My wife got gum stuck in her book. It was chiclet. That's good. Oh, that's very good. Beautiful. Sophisticated. Thanks, Nicholas, from Oklahoma, USA, regular listener since 2008. He added one more podcast to the giant podcast bin. And you have put that podcast out and started listening. He took his microphone and found some human folk. Then he recorded all the noises while they spoke. His name is Adam Buxton. Hey, how you doing, Podcats? Just out here in the fields again with Rose. Rosie is over having a sniff at some grass patch. You right there, Rose? Yes, there's a beautiful fragrance here in the grass. Yes, and you're going to celebrate the fact by cocking your leg over it, I see. Yes, that's right. Uh, I'm going to give the grass the gift of my new fragrance, Dogweed by Rosie. Oh, lucky grass. Okay, come on, let's go. So that jingle you just heard... A special Bowie version of the Ramble Chat jingle, put together entirely by Tam Johnston. Thank you so much, Tam, if you're listening. I found myself really missing Bowie this year. A couple of times, you know what I mean? Like, you go through phases. Well, it's like with my parents as well. Especially at Christmas, I always think of them. I mean, I think of them all the time anyway. But, uh... Yeah, a few times recently, I really wished they were around. Rosie, stop chewing that. Come on. What's up? Oh, you're all tangled. Come on, genius. There we go. Yeah. Hey, I tell you what, Rose, look. Now that we're out in the field, I'll let you off the lead as a Christmas treat, but will you promise not to just run off? Otherwise... Mum will kill us. There we go. Anyway, yes, I wanted to take this opportunity to say thanks to everyone else who sent stuff in this year and give a shout-out to a few people whose messages made it to the Lord of the Rings Cup but didn't get selected this time. I always feel bad that so many of you send stuff in and then... When it comes down to it, we end up just reading out only a handful. For example, a made-up joke from Gareth Graham. This one is brilliantly tortured. 
I often attend live performances by an iconic octogenarian R&B singer, sometimes known as the Queen of Rock and Roll. She's simply the best. When getting ready for the gig, my friends often ask me if I'll be bringing the special device that I use to rotate my handheld free reed bellows instrument, the one that's a bit like a small accordion. My reply is always the same. Of course I'm bringing the Tina Turner concert concertina Turner. The Tina Turner concert concertina Turner. He has a special device to rotate his concertina at Tina Turner concerts. It's the Tina Turner concert concertina Turner. Thank you and Merry Christmas, Gareth Graham. Thanks, Gareth. There were lots of other really good ones that there isn't time to read out, but here are some shout-outs. I'll put some shout-out music underneath, a bit like they do on the Horn Section podcast. Shout-out to all Horn Section and lovers of the Horn Section. Enjoyed their TV show this year. Shout-out also to the following podcasts. Wendy LaPuente in California, Lydia Brown's boyfriend. She didn't actually say what his name is. She just said, could you give my boyfriend a shout-out? Consider that done. Stephanie Jameson. James Williamson, who sent in an anecdote in which he claimed his wife, Catherine, had broken their Dyson vacuum cleaner, then reattached the trigger so that it fell off as soon as James used it in order to frame him for the damage. Catherine also sent a message in which she said, I know James will have sent a, quotes, hilarious anecdote accusing me of breaking the vacuum cleaner. I did not break it. It's been four years. Let it go. Shout out to Mike and Sarah Abu Hedgley. Shout out to Jens Hurtsum. Right about now, the fox sold rubber. Shout out to Beck Girlings. Lolo, Penny and Sophie from Putney. Very much enjoyed your lavatorial version of the Harry Potter franchise, entitled Bogwarts. Tom Baker. Definitely that one. Christine Martin Van Wick. Luis Santos. Alistair Dixon. Thanks, Alistair. Alice from Dorset, who told me about coming home worse for wear one Christmas Eve and then weeing in her cat's litter tray. Michael Moore. Yeah, almost certainly that one. Mike Emeny from Scunthorpe, but working and living in Thailand. Rowan Smith, who was on stage with George Clinton this year, pretending to play the trumpet. Rufus Dunningham. Lynn Freiberger. Elliot Willoughby. Ewan Stovall. Annette Bennett. Rob Haynes. Dan from Wakey. Dee Montague. She once explained the rules of roller derby to Professor Stephen Hawking. Cheers, Dee. Emma Bond from Bristol for pointing out the existence of the Adam Buxton mantelpiece. Actually, a couple of people pointed that out. You can buy a mantelpiece, which is called the Adam Buxton. I don't know why. And finally, Joe says, Frankie, my daughter, loves your jingles. And the I like to do a little dance jingle is her absolute favourite. I like that one too, but it's a bit uh, puerile, I think, sometimes to put in the podcast regularly. But hey, Christmas Eve, that's what it's all about. Joe continues, if by some mad chance you were to read this out, a dedication to Frankie would be the best Christmas gift ever. Of course it would. Love and festive cheer to you and Joe, and Rose the dog, of course. 
Lots of love from Joe, J-O. Okay, Frankie, here is your favorite jingle with a customized ending just for you. Merry Christmas. I like to go outside and dance. I like to take a little chance. Eat a big meal before I leave the house and do a poo-poo with my pants. Shake out the poo-poo, shake out the poo-poo, shake out the poo-poo in my trouser leg pants. Shake out the poo-poo, shake out the poo-poo, shake out the poo-poo in my pants. Running down the road, poo-poo in my pants. Running down the road, there's a poo-poo in my pants. Running down the road, there's a poo-poo inside my pants. Running down the road, there's a poo-poo in my pants. Here's a message from Lorna Wood. Hi, Lorna. Hi, Adam and Joe. So as to attract the, quotes, right kind of man, my dating profile began with, It's Blinder Data! After eight months of attracting not-so-nice men, imagine my surprise to find a message in my match inbox that read, Laura Laura laughs at your bio. I didn't have time to respond straight away, so I waited a couple of days and replied with, Stephen! To which he replied with, Just coming! Whoa. After a glorious year of dating, we moved in together in September. Merry Christmas and thank you, wow. Lorna and Rob. Weirdly, that's a, a beautiful tribute to us, but equally a tribute to Scylla. Exactly. Isn't it? Because that's exactly the sort of thing Scylla would love. When you say Scylla, are you yes. talking about Scylla or are you talking about someone else? Someone else very important. Someone else very central to the hearts of the nation who's recently passed. One of the people we lost this year. Mm. Well, she's in heaven. Yes, of, of course she is. And she meets someone there. Ah, so nice in heaven. <laughs> Finally, I can just relax and piss about a lolly beef in it. Hello, Your Majesty. Alara, who are you in it? My name's Zavid. <laughs> I know you, Chuck. It's a lolly David Bowie, all dressed up like a boggling king from Labyrinth, in it. What a lolly packet! I mean, surprise. Oh, thank you very much, Your Majesty. You just happened to catch me on Jareth Day. It's Ziggy tomorrow and then Screaming Lord Byron on Tuesday. I see you're still manipulating your lolly magic ball, innit? Yes, it's my special Goblin King multimedia crystal ball. It's got neural Bluetooth, 12G, fingerprint-resistant oleophobic coating, and it can stream the past, the future, a selection of alternate historical timelines, Disney+, Plus, Amazon Prime Video, Apple TV and Netflix. Oh, so, so nice a lolly ball crystals, innit? What's the camera like? 5,000 megapixels, and it automatically removes red eye. Uh, Not so good in low light, though. Oh, Laura, shame. So, last night, I was Netflix and chilling with Freddie Mercury, and we were watching the new Harry and Meghan documentary on Netflix. Have you seen it yet, Your Majesty? No, I haven't had time. I've been watching the new series of The Blood of Crown, though, isn't it? Oh, it makes me so angry. Why? Because of all the historical inaccuracies? <laughs> no, I don't really care about that. I want to know why they got sexy actors to be Charles and Diana's, but the woman they got for me queen is just normal bloody woman, isn't it? They should go bloody Gal Gadot or Holly Willybees. She jumped the queue to see my coffin. That's nice, isn't it, Chocolara? Mm, sorry, I didn't really understand a lot of that. A little bit. So you're not worried about new revelations from Harry and Meghan, volumes one and two? Oh, God, what is it this time? 
If you were a Harry and Meghan revelation, what kind of revelation were your boy? Well, apparently, the media was manipulative. Surprise, surprise. Also, Meghan felt there was a ludicrous degree of formality around the royal family. She especially disliked having to curtsy in front of you. Well, I'm sad that our Meghan felt it was demeaning to curtsy in front of me, but everyone's got bloody curtsy for a queen, innit? What else? Um, you're all racist? Oh, that's so hurtful. I'm not a, not a racist, Chuck, innit? <laughs> no, of course not, Your Majesty. But you probably have some unconscious bias. Everyone does. No! No bloody lot of unconscious bias, innit? Unless you want to unconsciously bias a champagne. A Laura Lully beef. Was a was a was a was a Laura 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 was a was a was a was a was a Laura 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 was a was a Laura 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 Graham Lully They're going away now. There's a lot to unpack there, as they say. That's quite amazing because. Her Majesty isn't isn't usually as comprehensible as that when she's appeared on this podcast before her passing. I think in heaven she was a lot more confused, um, confused and sort of guttural and garbled. In, yeah, garbled. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think when you go to heaven, your mind clears. It made her sound a lot more like <laughs> a lot more. I mean, I was confused at first. I thought it was Scylla Black. I know it sounds absurd. <laughs> But I did. No, and I understand. Then, yeah, why and then you might I re- think and that. then I realised. Yeah, I realised it was Her Majesty. Yeah. Mm. Well, I think Her Majesty's always sounded a bit like Scylla Black, and who's the other fellow? Gino DeCampo. <laughs> Is he the guy? <laughs> yes. The cook. Yes. Yeah, and I think that's who she's always <laughs> sounded like. Yeah. And now. It's more clear. Oh, heavens. Wow, amazing. It's so star-studded, heaven, isn't it? It's full of stars. It's full of stars. Yeah, yeah. Amazing. And um, how what, how wonderful it is up there. <laughs> <laughs> up there. Really wonderful. I forgot what I was going to say. No, it's okay. Uh, <laughs> I was going to say something. Um, but, yeah, what will happen when Phil and Holly get to heaven? Oh, mate. They'll probably jump the queue. (laughs) (laughs) This has been Adam and Joe, a Christmas podcast. We'll see you next year. Goodbye. Is that real melody? Heaven's in my phone charger. I left it right there. Did you see it? Have you got it? Where's my charger gone? Where's my phone charger? The battery is about to die. It was on the table. Round and round in their heads go the chord progressions, the empty lyrics, and the impoverished fragments of tune. And boom goes the brain box. At the start of every bar. At the start of every bar. Boom goes the brain box. Another dip into the golden cup.
Let's see what's in there. Made up joke. Dear Adam and Joe, please find below my most highbrow made up joke. I've started learning how to tell the difference between types of Corvid, but I've been making a lot of rookie errors. <laughs> Corvid is a type of bird. So that um, includes the blackbird nice. and the and the rook. You see, I totally went to COVID. I thought she'd misspelt COVID. Yes. Such has been the trauma of the last few years. Mm. Uh, I love you both very much from Claire. Thanks, Claire. Thanks very much, Claire. Do you want to hear another sophisticated made-up joke? Yes, please. This one from Simon Dickey. Where does John Nettles keep his French shepherds? Oh. On a berger rack. Brackets, berger is French for shepherd. Berger. That's as highbrow as it is hilarious. If anyone has made this joke before, I'll eat my Santa hat. Wishing you all a very Merry Christmas. Simon Dickey, kiss. Holy Moses, that is... That is good. Is that too highbrow even? Another one. Will from Southampton. Merry Christmas. Please adjudicate on my made-up joke that receives very mixed reviews. <laughs> Quote, what does a Yorkshireman say when he has dished up an ample-sized portion of his favourite Italian grain? That's polente. That's, pol- that's polen- polente. What's that grain called? Polenta? Yeah, that's polenta. That, say that in a Yorkshire voice. That's polenta. I think that's good, isn't it? Yeah, that is quite I good. I just didn't say it well. It took Buckles to say it properly. I like saying it. That is a sophisticated joke. Hey, here's an egg corn. We haven't had too many egg corns. We haven't had any. This is from Lynn Fry. And Lynn says, Dear Adam and Joe, here's a sort of Christmassy egg corn. Until well within my teens, I thought it was called an ice float rather than an ice flow. My reasoning was that an ice float floats mm, mm-hmm. on the water. Mm-hmm. Merry Christmas to you and the listeners. Mm, Thanks, Lynn. That's understandable confusion. This is from Megan Barnes. Oh. Hello, from Vancouver. Wow. I want to go to Vancouver. Have you ever been? I don't think that I have. I'd love to go to Vancouver. Why? What do you think is in Vancouver? I just think I love Canadians. Yeah. I've been to Toronto. Have you? Yeah. What's that like? Extraordinary. Oh, man, I want to Buildings and shops and cars and Canadians. It's brilliant. If anyone from Canadia Airlines is listening, yes. fix us up with some first-class tickets to Where Canadia. Where would you go? You go to Vancouver? All over the area. All over the place. Okay. Vancouver's supposed to be the best I'm one, though, isn't it? I'm surprised you haven't been to Canada as a kid on one of your dad's jaunts. No, we never got there. Really? Don't think so. I'd like to go and see the, the you know, moose... Yes, and the Mounties. The Mountie Moose. The, they, do they ride mooses? Yeah, yeah. Is the plural of moose mooses? Mice, I think. Mice. And then they... <laughs> they um, ride mice. So Megan Barnes lives there mm. in Vancouver mm. and says, When my niece, now age 20, was young, she enjoyed watching Mary Poppins, which she referred to as Nanny Pop. We sat down one Christmas afternoon to watch The Sound of Music and she was thrilled to discover there was a nanny pop too. Same woman. Same woman, yeah. Not exactly an egg corn. However, we still refer to movies by their alternative names. All best, Megan. And that made me think like, yeah, we used to sort of do that, didn't we, back in the day? Well, you used to call it like Crocodile Dundee too. Was Do you not remember? <laughs> no. Come on, mate. No. Crockershit Dung Heap Poo. <laughs> <laughs> Did I say that? Yeah. Wow, no wonder you wanted to be my friend. 
<laughs> I thought that was I was ju- I was thinking about how amusing. like a child surely would be disappointed by the sound of music with like where's the magic where's Mary Poppins like she's she's there yeah but she ain't doing any magic anymore she's she's singing dresses out of magical curtains. singing she's doing magical she's singing she's not making stuff float or little birds singing she's on making her your hand. heart float what more do you want mate? Oh, I showed my daughter Mary Poppins. It's uh, an endurance test for about 25 minutes. How old is your daughter now? Three and a half. That's quite young for She loves movies. Does she? She does, yeah. Sorrow and the Pity. Chip off the old block. Yeah. She loves Sorrow and the Pity. No, seriously, what does she love? She Well, she she watched Peter Pan all the way through the cartoon. Loves reading the story and she likes My Neighbour Totoro. Oh, yeah. We went to see that at the Barbican. That was amazing, the stage production of that. Good one. Uh, in fact, I'm going again tomorrow with Edgar, second time. Yeah. Uh, what else does she like? She loves all the Disney movies. You know, she loves Tangled, Little Mermaid, Cinderella. She loves it all. Hey, speaking of exciting theatrical highlights this mm. year, mm. ABBA Voyage. Did you see that? Oh. Yeah, Edgar said that was amazing. Took my daughter for her birthday. Did you? What a great idea. I wasn't sure it was going to absolutely work mm. because I got the tickets thinking that she was an ABBA fan. And then when I revealed what I had got her, I was like, you love ABBA, right? Because she her response was muted. Yes. And she's like, yeah, they're okay. I was like, oh, damn it. I thought you absolutely loved ABBA. Anyway, we go along, me, my wife, my daughter, my brother, Uncle Dave. And um, I thought also I thought I'd got like the best seats in the house. No, no. I hadn't got the best seats in the house. How um, much do you pay for them? How much did you pay for the tickets? A lot, man. How much? Tell me how much. About a hundred each. Each. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Loads. Cheap seats. Anyway, it was unbelievably great. Really? Are they ginormous? Or are they life size? They're life size. It's Why really don't they confusing. Make them ginormous? Well, because they are occasionally ginormous. Uh, no, I know what you mean. No, they, they because they... one of the problems of having bad tickets at a concert is the people on stage are very small. Sure. And if they're not real, if they're holograms, you could uh, mitigate against that by making them enormous. There's multiple screens, so there's loads of shots where they're uh, zoomed in and huge. But it's not just the screens. It's very clever. Oh, no, I don't care about the screens. I want to be looking at something three-dimensional with my eyes. It Is, looks, isn't that the thing? Yeah, well, it's it's confusing. I came out of it swearing that there were human avatars on stage. Right. Everyone was looking at me pityingly like, no... Really? It's not you real. are back. You're very technologically I'm backward. I'm quite easily though. fooled. The thing is, as well, that they film it so brilliantly that it really looks as if the parallax changes when you go down the steps. And it doesn't. It's just brilliantly done. And I kept on saying parallax to my wife. And, and she started saying, I'll stop saying parallax, will you? You're so pleased that you know that word. Mm, biscuits. Mm-hmm. I am in love with you I'll dip you in my tea But pull you out before you fall apart I won't abandon you Biscuits, biscuits, mm-hmm, nice So I like your podcast, man. I really enjoy it. But hey, thanks. S- sometimes I feel, um, you know, what am I to you now? I'm just like like your old comedy partner. Yeah. And whenever I come on it, I'm just expected to like be the funny guy, right? 
That's the idea. And everybody else who comes on your podcast, you take them seriously and you interview them about their careers. Oh, yeah. Okay. I've had a career, right? I've done quite a lot of interesting stuff uh, since we stopped our, like, radio show. Yes. And I just sometimes feel, why can't you give me that level of respect Okay. that you give your other guests Yeah. and interview me properly? Fair enough. With a, a I mean, there are reasons, but yeah, fair enough. Well, I thought he's never going to do it. <laughs> so so I'm going to have to make it myself. Oh. So I've made I've made you interviewing me. Oh, God. Out of your podcast. Oh, OK. You ready for it? Yes. This is what I need, you see. And, you know, and this is a simulation of what might happen if that happened. And as it would in real life, it. It went pear- it went pear shaped. All right, here we go. My best friend Joe Cornish, thank you so much for doing this. Pleasure, man. I'm I'm a big fan of your podcast. Cool, thanks, man. It's, uh, it's great to be interviewed by you, you know, properly. I've wanted to sit down and have a good uh, podcast chat with you for a long time. When did I first meet you? Well, we met at school, didn't right. we? Right. Whoa. Yeah, long time ago. Yes. You've always been very busy and you've kept working consistently as long as I've known you, as far as I'm aware. Mm, yeah, I suppose that's true. You've made your mark bigger and better than most of us ever will. Do you think so? <laughs> nice of you to say. Everything seems to have unfolded so sort of naturally and successfully. What did that feel like? Really nice? Yeah, it felt really nice. Are there things, though, that you do regret? Well, you know, I'm sure you'd agree it's it's very hard to bring the idea in your head into reality entirely as you intended. Like, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. like my first film, Attack the Block. Have you, have you seen that film? <laughs> yes. I enjoyed it so much. I thought it was great. There's monsters. It is a rollicking adventure with crazy creatures with big teeth and dark corridors. It's got it all. Oh, thanks, man. It's so difficult to get those kinds of projects off the ground you know i was so impressed that like fucking hell man you did it you got it together and i couldn't help feeling as well like wow good on you oh man thank you so much what do you do with films how do you mean what do i do with films did you have much to do with <laughs> the way that that film came together are you talking about attack the block or or the kid who would be king did you see that one yeah that was just so you know i hated that oh that's quite rude. But it, uh, it was good and absorbing. Well, you could have been a bit more tactful. I certainly wasn't setting out to hurt anybody's feelings, but evidently I did. I'm very sorry, and I didn't realise, and I hope you can forgive me. Of course, you know, that film was aimed at a younger audience than you, but maybe you'll enjoy my new uh, Netflix show, Lockwood & Co., that starts on January the 27th. It's a kind of supernatural action-adventure... Oh. Fuck off. I'm sorry. Screw you. I'm not into <laughs> well, this. Well, I just thought I'd mention it. You were the one who wanted to do like a proper respectful interview. You can't talk to me like that anymore. We need to re-establish a few rules for this relationship. Are you all right, man? I find it very easy to take it personally and get really quite irritated. I think you should just take a deep breath. <laughs> okay. Ah. Hey, welcome back, podcast. Exciting to hear that voice. Thank you so much, Joe Cornish, for meeting me. If you're listening to this, Joe, thanks for helping me arrange the meeting. Really appreciate it. That's what it would be like, isn't wow. it? Wow. Oh, my God, I'm such a bell end. <laughs> <laughs> I chose your most fawning, like I just did that today. I chose your most fawning interviews. Torval and Dean. Torval and Dean, yes, I was on full Daisy form. Haggard. Yeah. It's mostly Torval and Dean and da- Daisy Haggard with a bit of both Enos, I think I downloaded, but the acoustics were bad on Enos. Yes. I got a plug in there as well. You for got my, a plug in, it was beautifully show, done. Lockwood and Co. Yeah. 
January the 27th. January 27th. Netflix. Are they, they appear one by one per week? No, they just splotch them all on there. They splotch them all on? Yeah, so you can watch the whole blooming run. Oh, well, that's good. Something to look forward to in January. Yeah. Yeah. See, I'm being more positive about it than I was in last year's Christmas podcast. Yes. Thank you. And I was um, doing some poo-poo. Poo-poo. I just bumped into you at the supermarket. I was backing out of a parking space and I hit your car. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. But you're angry now. Very angry now. And that's making me very angry too. This is an email from James Landon, who says, Hi, Adam and Joe. I have been meaning to contact you for a while to let you know this simple tale. I was a huge fan of the Adam and Joe show back in my formative years, and I've since grown up to be a physics teacher. I've been working for 13 years, and in each of those, I have taught between 60 and 100 year 11 students for a total of roughly 1,000 students. To every one of those, I have made sure to play the Roscoe song in lessons as I consider the chorus to be perhaps the best possible Mm -hmm. way to help them remember the key equation, which is speed equals distance divided by time or distance over time. I particularly like to imagine, and I know this did actually happen several times, those students sat in their GCSE exams singing under their breath while picturing you riding each other like horses, <laughs> smiling, then getting the answers right. I hope that is of interest to you. If not for Christmas, then for your lives in general. Thanks, James Landon. He's talking about the weird video we made for this, for the Adam and Joe show, many years ago, where we r- rode each other like horses. I think it's so. It's not just a kinky flight of fantasy. Yeah, that's right. What was it? Was it Series 2 or Series 3, 1998? You know, I don't think anybody knows... Or cares. <laughs> but it was in there somewhere. But that's great, isn't it? I mean, this is a song that was basically written by our friend Zach when we were probably about 15 or when he was about 15. Yeah. And it gradually just uh, evolved during um, drunken evenings. And then when we were desperate for material to put in the Adam and Joe show, we uh, mortalized it. I hesitate to say immortalized. So I said mortalized it. Yeah, this is Zach Sandler who collaborated with us on a number of songs. He was the he was the Sid Barrett of the uh, musical unit. And I think when we came round... I don't to, know what that means. Well, Sid Barrett was like the genius in Pink Floyd. Okay. So there you right. go. Thanks. But you made a special version of it. You wrote to me and said you wanted me to sing it again. Well, I thought it would be nice to have a bit of music yes. in this podcast. And I thought maybe for James Landon and his students, we could do a reboot of Roscoe. A reboot. 2022 Roscoe wow. Reboot. A bit like the time they redid uh, Do They Know It's Christmas. Did they reboot Do They Know It's they Christmas? They did. Several times. Coldplay did it, didn't they? Wow. And there was one in the 90s. Every few Christmases. Coldplay did it and they sang all the words themselves. They didn't hand yeah, it out to Yeah, they changed other... some of the less, you know, considerate lyrics. Tonight, thank God it's them instead of you. That sort of thing, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We haven't changed any of the lyrics to Roscoe H. Belga because they're less uh, sensitive. Yeah. It's quite a strange 
song though in no, terms it's not. It's not a song. Oh I didn't realise. No, it's a normal a very normal song. It is a normal it's song. It's a normal country and western hoedown based on yeah. uh mathematic principles. Right, okay. Because it doesn't It's very condescending of you to think that hayseed Midwestern mm-hmm. farmers aren't interested in basic mathematical principles. That's not the odd bit as far as I'm What's concerned. What's the odd bit? The odd bit is that it's not exactly a serious song, nor is it exactly a comedy song. It's not a Christmas song. Mm. It basically has one tune and it, and every verse and chorus is the it's same. It's the same. Well, I think you're <laughs> successfully seeding the ground for your own album release next year. That you're just soft preparing the audience for songs that, well, it's not funny. It's not that serious. It's just a chorus, over, a verse over and over again. Uh, here's my album. Bye. Get ready. <laughs> Pet Sounds 2 by A Buckles. That's, I think, fair at this what, point. Who, but you've had some help with this, haven't you? I Somebody's have had some help. produced this to make it sound very polished. Yeah. Now, this I've got to thank. Well, I've got to thank a few people. My son, Frank Buxton, he helped me out with an early demo version. I wow. think there's some of his... I heard that. That was very good. Some of his beats buried under, under the That's mix here. That's what I sung along to. Yeah. Uh, but thank you, most of all, to Pete Robertson, who helped out with this and corralled his talented musical friend Luke Potachnik on guitar and Nick Peeney, who plays bass on this. So, oh, well, they, they, they're beautiful. The, what, the noises they make are beautiful. OK, well, here we go with Roscoe 2022. My name is Roscoe. That's Roscoe ain't spelled good. I like to go a long way in a short time. That's why I increase my velocity when possible Cause speed equals distance over time Well, I pulled up by a railroad track Oh, I never seen such a day break The sun was bursting high over the land I could hardly see the sky For tears in my eyes Oh, I knew I'd never see my home again My name is Roscoe
Welcome back, Podcats. That was a specially recorded version of the classic mathematical hoedown, Roscoe, by the brilliant Zach Sandler, with additional lyrics by Adam Buxton and Joe Cornish, performed by Adam and Joe. Thanks once again to Frank, my son, my Nepo baby, for <laughs> helping put that together. Thanks once again to Luke Potachnik. Nick Peeney, and especially super producer Pete Robertson for helping me pull all that together in time for Christmas. OK, time now for one more slice of festive pudding, which also doubles as a small celebration of the 200th episode of this podcast. So many people to thank. I'll thank some of them at the end. But uh, right now, before this chunk is uh, another appeal to those of you who are in a position to join me in donating to an organisation I'm proud to support, the Elon Musk Retirement Fund. (laughs) This is great stuff. I'm talking, of course, in fact, about MSF, Médecins Sans Frontières, or Doctors Without Borders. They are a non-governmental organisation that provides emergency medical care in more than 70 countries for people who would otherwise go without. MSF works on the front line of conflicts. Syria, Yemen, South Sudan, Ukraine, wherever people are feeling the effects of war and conflict and natural disasters and disease outbreaks, you will find MSF volunteers there helping. MSF relies on private donations from individuals doesn't take money from governments so please if you are able to visit msf.org.uk and donate whatever you can to support their work there's a link in the description to msf thanks very much okay on to our final waffle helping and this was recorded a couple of nights ago at the house of our old friends mark and zivi thanks so much to them for their friendship hospitality encouragement and patience over the years. So, joined by a special guest for the 200th episode, here we go. Hello, my friend, it's good to see you again. I've got to say you're looking great. I love what you've done with your nipples and your knees and your shiny bald pate. Introduce yourself. Uh, Louis Theroux. Is Joe in here for this? Yeah, Joe is in here for this. I thought my contract said I got one-on-one time. I feel very good because I've done my homework. I've done my annual set of bits for the Adam Buxton, the Adam and Joe Christmas podcast. It's not even the Adam Buxton podcast now. It's the Adam and Joe Christmas podcast. Once a year. It's rebranded. Oh, no, it's the Adam Buxton podcast featuring Adam and Joe. Because I'm entirely off the hook. And you're, you're, very, much on, you're very much on you're, the hook. You are off the hook. I've never seen anybody more on the hook <laughs> than you. I don't even know The hook really is coming out of your, the centre of your I'm chest. <laughs> okay. I got an email saying there is some promised to do a Bowie song, which I don't remember. The reason that you're here, Lou, is because 
I got in a state about this being not only the Christmas episode, but also episode 200. And back when we recorded episode 100, the three of us, me, Joe, and yeah. yourself, we, we were talking about an unearthed Bowie demo. And um, I had set you both the task of imagining what that demo might sound like. And it was called Goodbye 3D Joe. Well, that was one of the songs on the unreleased Bowie, yeah. that rarities thing. And then I did a song called, yeah, Goodbye 3D Joe, based on the misconception that he was sad about the demise of 3D, <laughs> 3D films, which now, of course, this year have strung right back into prominence with the release of James Cameron's magnificent Avatar the Way of Water. That was a good song that Joe did. It was, yes, it was. No, I yes. remember that better than the Bowie song. Yeah, it was really good, and you were supposed to do one too. So I failed to do my homework then and now. This is like a reckoning. And at the end of podcast number 100, I think the very last thing that you said was, I'll do a Bowie song for episode 200. I actually <laughs> said that. This yeah. is like the that bit in Superman where all the big faces put Zod on trial. It is. <laughs> and Ursa and Non. I'm going to be imprisoned in a, in a spinning mirror going through space. Yeah. Or you could just do some Bowie rapping. So here's, here's what I've got for I'd you. I'd go right? for the spinning prison. I would prefer to be hurtling <laughs> it's through got a name, that thing, infinite hasn't space it? if possible. What's it called? The Phantom Zone. Yeah. So, Louis, I thought that maybe a kind of Christmas Bowie rap thing might work because this year because right, i'm so famous for my rapping fame this has been the year of louis theroux right. rapping and having jiggle jiggle a did ludicrous I hear, um, degree yeah. of success did i hear your rap on an advert the other day on youtube no comment have, I you, can't. have you sold it to is it an amazon advert or I a bank would, advert I, or something like I, that I, did you hear I that i don't adam? really know if that's definitely the case. listen adam and i have never we never sold out. Sold out. Except for that Virgin ad that we did. Or, or the surf ad. And the surf <laughs> advert that we did. What was the t tagline for the surf advert? Was Listen. there a reason it was on brand for you guys? Because surf is a washing powder, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. The hook was that we were pranksters. Those two pranksters from TV. And right. so we would turn up and we would do pranks with people like Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen in order to set them up for having their clothes washed with surf. So we got Lawrence Llewellyn Bowen when we dragged him around a barn on, with horses and he got filthy because he's a dandy. Right. And, and you're pranksters. And we're pranksters. So we got his dandyish clothes all filthy using horses and then... They were cleaned by surf. And I also, feel like we could talk about this for a bit, but it's successfully might be de derailed you, Adam. Point being, you're now a, a widely known rapper, and Adam's asked you to, I do, suppose a, I to am. do a Bowie rap. It and was he the sent you most streamed sound on TikTok this year. That's amazing. Mm. It was above um, About Damn Time by Lizzo. Okay, so you're a big rapper. <laughs> Yes, I am. My money does jiggle, jiggle. Yes, I am. You didn't even write that rap, though, did you? That I was... co-wrote it. Co-wrote it. But I didn't write the good bits. I didn't write the bits that actually made it any good. You co-wrote it with who? Reese and Bigelow, two Jackson, Mississippi rappers. Did, uh, did Bowie ever do any rapping? Going yes, from one he did. musical genius to another? Yeah, he rapped with Mickey Rourke. Did he? In a song called uh, Shining Star, Making My Love, on his album Never Let Me Down. Do you remember, what the, uh, do you remember what the rapping 
sounded like. Yes, I do. Was Mickey Rock rapping as well? It was, yeah, it was great. I think you should do your David Bowie voice as well at this point. I think I'm doing yourself in, Louis. Yes. Does it sound a bit like this? (laughs) Oh, no. So you sent Louis a backing track, right? Yes. So I sent Louis a backing track. This is uh, our friend Danny, who played some piano. And I've written some lyrics. So you have the option either to just sort of sing over it. I like to freestyle. Oh, yeah, okay. And then because I thought if I write lyrics... That sometimes it ends up sounding more cringe because you're like, oh, this is the best I can do. Whereas if I freestyle, I feel like it's it's a more of a high wire act, which will give it some entertainment value. All right, that sounds good. But the theme is it's just Bowie. Bowie at Christmas. At Christmas. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Christmas. Yeah. Christmas. I don't think I'm going to do the voice. I don't. Do you you've got to do the voice. You've got to do the oh, voice. Jesus, you've okay, got to find him. Bowie, Bowie. But it's, oh, I, I don't even have the... Okay. Bowie is very, you know, little drummer boy. He's very right much pump, part pump. of the fabric of Christmas. Yes. Louis's got the cans on. I've got the backing track ready to go. This is take one. One, two, one, two. One. Wizzer, 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 wizzer. Chestnuts. Roasted on the open fire. I get you higher and higher at Grismas. Having fun with the drummer boy. It's no drama boy. Come round here, I'll smack you up with some Christmas tinsel. Chris Kringle. I got raps galore. I got more. I got a bit Henry Cooper. This is a wizard, wizard Bowie. Don't know me? Ask your mate, son. Ask your mum, hun. I got raps galore. I got more. Come round the fire, let's get higher. Wizza wizza, it's so fun with Chris Kringle coming down the chimney. There's some tinsel. Can't hear me? You will soon. It's a lot of fun round my place. <laughs> Do I just keep going until it stops? <laughs> Who is this now? Keep going. Ooh, this space oddity. Get on top of me. At Christmas, we can have fun rubbing around. There's a noise I make at Christmas. Chestnuts on the open fire, my nuts on your fire. I'm not being rude, it's crude. Don't you know what to do? It's Christmas, have some turkey with a Japanese lady. Coming round with Bowie, it's a very Bowie, Bowie, Bowie Christmas. Happy Christmas, now I'm in a nice mood. Having fun, I don't sound like Bowie anymore, now I do. I come from Brixton, don't you know, son? from Brixton or Croydon, but now I live in New York, no I don't, I used to before I died, it's Christmas, be happy, be happy, I'm somewhere up there, having a nice time with Ziggy and my friends, I'm a thin white duke at Christmas, sometimes it gets sad at Christmas, if you're lonely, oh that's the end of the song. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, what a ride. It's like like being on a bucking bronco, You, you get thrown off and then you climb back on. That was good, man. I mean, it was more like just talking than rapping. Was it? Yeah. I think that's what David would want, though, in a way. Yes, mix it up a little bit. Yeah. Don't conform too much to the whole slavish, rhythmical... Exactly. I think it was good not having anything written. It felt like what I hoped would happen did happen, which was that... um, You went to somewhere special. I just, just my subconscious was coming up with random things. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's sort of... um, there's no net. It's a it's acrobatics with no net, isn't it? And actually, that novelty rap thing where someone's written a rap and it's ah uh, ha It's sort of like something you might hear on Radio Four. Do you know what I mean? And you think, okay, good, you wrote a little novelty rap, great. But when you are winging it, 
and there's that the embarrassment of failing yeah it takes it to a real place well I think that it really is it now for Christmas podcast for episode number 200. What for did Louis, you think of the rap? For his career. I thought it was good that you got right the way through it. I would never have been able to. I would have Was bailed. it better or worse? You, you know, were accused you, it of being talking and not rapping. There was That's that. harsh. When you talk about... What's the difference? Well, just sort of, I'm, I'm randomly talking now. I was talking over a, to a beat. You were, you happened to be talking over a beat. It wasn't just me talking with a beat in the background. I was riding no, that, the beat. Because well, yeah. I did write some Radio 4 style lyrics. Do your fucking lyrics, no, man. No, no, no. I'll, ju- I'll just quote some of them to you because I, I wrote them on the train. I was thinking, fucking hell, I'm on fire. Uh, maybe not that bit. <laughs> <laughs> I had. It was all like Bowie lyrics and references. Don't fake it, baby Jesus. Lay the mistletoe on me. Halloween Jack is a real cool cat, but Xanta is the guy we need. I mean, I'm not getting anything from the room here, so I'm glad that Louis just did his version. Yours was quite uh, sexual, Louis. What, which bit? A lot of it. I felt when you were struggling, you came back to something a little bit sexy. Mm-hmm. Which was what? Japanese lady roasting nuts Just on nuts. the fire. At one stage, he was just rubbing, rubbing. himself was a rubbing randomly bit. against yeah, things. Santa rubbing. It's a bit of Christmas frottage from Bowie. You know, my voice was not at its best either because I've got a mild case of tinselitis. Nice. Nice. Look at the smug satisfaction on his face. <laughs> Joe's angry. He's I'm angry so that I had a joke. by the quality of that pun. Say goodbye and happy Christmas. Goodbye. Happy Bye. Christmas. Bye. Wait. This is an advert for Squarespace. Every time I visit your website, I see success. Yes, success. The way that you look at the world makes the world want to say yes. It looks very professional. I love browsing your videos and pics, and I don't want to stop. And I'd like to access your members area and spend in your shop. These are the kinds of comments people will say about your website if you build it with Squarespace. Just visit squarespace.com slash Buxton for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, because you will want to launch, use the offer code BUXTON to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. So put the smile of success on your face with Squarespace. Yes. Continue. There's no need for this. Yes, there is. Hey, welcome back, podcats. That was Louis Theroux there joining myself and Joe a couple of nights ago as I speak for some improvised Bowie rapping fun. And thanks once again to my friend Dan Richards, who I don't think listens to this podcast. He's not really a podcast guy, but thank you to him for his piano playing on there. And Bowie Nuts will have recognised the reference if you are a Bowie fan I'd check out that Bowie box set Divine Symmetry lots of 
golden nuggets demos oddities from around the hunky-dory era late 60s early 70s oh it's brilliant so much interesting stuff anyway thanks to louis thanks most especially though to joe for all his hard work on this episode don't forget that lockwood and co the show that joe's been working on starts on netflix on the 27th of january 2023 there's a link to the show page in the description it's about a girl with psychic abilities who joins two teen boys at a ghost hunting agency called lockwood and co to fight the deadly spirits plaguing london who are you gonna call those bastards thank you rosie Right, well, we're going to head home now. I've got to edit this and get it ready for you so that it is there as Christmas morning breaks. And speaking of breaks, I'll be taking a break for much of next year to work on another amazing book slash audio book, similar to Ramble Book, but uh, with different tales. And, of course... I'll be working on some classic music. Who knows, maybe that'll see the light of day in 2023. But I'll be popping up doing the odd live show here and there. So come along if you're able to. A few of the dates I know I'm doing... Well, I think these are confirmed. They may not be on sale, all of them, yet. I'll be hosting a fundraiser. I'll be hosting a fundraiser for the people of Ukraine on the 28th of January at the Leicester Square Theatre. Some big names on that bill. I think I'm going to be emceeing. Yeah, that's a good one. I'm not sure that's on sale yet, but keep your eyes open. As soon as the tickets are on sale, I will post it on my website, adam-buxton.co.uk. There's a link in the description. So yes, Ukraine fundraiser, 28th of January. I'll be doing a Best of Bugs show at the Just for Laughs Festival in London at the O2 Indigo venue on Thursday, March the 2nd at 7pm, 2023. So, yeah, best of bug, me showing some recent or semi-recent music videos and clowning around in between. I will be doing the Bug Bowie special at the Blue Dot Festival next year i think again that hasn't been confirmed 100 percent yet and that's i think all i know about for the time being otherwise i'm going to be keeping my head down podcast clips will continue to keep dropping on my youtube channel if you're missing the podcast and want to consume it in another form a few more thanks before i say goodbye thanks again to everyone who sent in messages I really appreciate it. It was lovely to read them all. And thank you for all your support and encouragement. Thanks again to Pete Robertson. Thanks to Harry and Cal from the band Hooten Tennis Club, who did the Adam Buxton podcast jingle with the Taffin outro. Thanks to Dan Hawkins for his bass playing on some of the jingles. Dan is an incredible professional bass player who's played with all kinds of people, including Martha and the Vandellas. Anyway, you can get Dan to play on some of your tracks. He can do it remotely and send you the audio files. That's the way that I do it with Dan. 
check out his website, danhawkinsbase, all one word, dot com. Link in the description. Thanks to all the people who helped me work on this podcast. Becca Bryars, Ben Tullow, Becca Tashinsky, Emma Corsham, Matt Lamont, Annika Meissen, and most of all, Seamus Murphy-Mitchell, without whom I'd be lost. Thank you, Seamus. Thanks to Helen Green. She does the artwork for the podcast. Thanks to Gear 4 Music. I'm not actually sponsored by Gear 4 Music, but they help me out frequently and are so efficient and incredible. It's a website where you can go and order anything music-related, musical instruments and bits of tech and cables. And They have helped me out so many times getting microphones to people if I'm recording remotely and it turns out they don't have a decent mic. And they are so fast and efficient delivering stuff that they have saved my bacon on countless occasions. Thank you. Thanks to Little Dot. They're the company that keep the podcast clips coming on my YouTube channel. Thanks to everyone there. Thanks to everyone at Acast for all they do to help keep the show on the road. Thanks very much to Rosie, the best dog friend anyone could have. But thanks most of all to you for listening to this, for making me feel I'm not totally wasting my time. Let's have a festive hug. Come here. All right, dog. Should we head back? All right. Hope you have a good one. And I wish you all the best for 2023. Look forward to being back with you before too long. Till then, explore the archive. There's lots of delightful episodes hidden away there. All right. Oh, I love you. Bye!